Hey, Warrior Woman. This is Linda Weiniger, and we're in this fight together. And from now on, I'm not going to sit back and let Satan talk to you like that. Welcome back, Warrior. Have you ever taken the time to notice the difference between when the Holy Ghost talks to you and when Satan talks to you? God is always so positive and uplifting and encouraging even when we are being corrected. And he always inspires us and is motivating towards action. At least that's how I see it. When the adversary is talking to me, I always feel like I have failed at being perfect. Like the movie Encantos Luisa says, I feel pressure that will never stop. <laughs> I feel like I need to perform or meet everyone's expectations and in turn, feel like I'm going crazy and like a failure and I'm discouraged and then I feel yucky and worthless and hopeless and helpless and then I just want to give up. Elder Holland says, quote, troubles we all have, but the germ of discouragement, to use Fitzgerald's word, is not in the trouble, it is in us. Or to be more precise, I believe it is in Satan, the prince of darkness, the father of lies, and he would have it be in us. It's frequently a small germ, hardly worth going to the healthcare center for, but it will work and it will grow and it will spread. In fact, it can become almost a habit, a way of living and thinking, and there the greatest damage is done. Then it takes an increasingly severe toll on our spirit for it erodes the deepest religious commitments we can make, those of faith and of hope and charity. We turn inward and look downward, and these greatest of Christ-like virtues are damaged or at the very least impaired." End quote. And that's from Elder Holland again, but, but found in the BYU speeches in March 1980. So we talk about negative self-talk a lot these days, right? And for me, that basically means that I have listened to Satan's lies for so long that they now have become a part of me, like a habit. And just like Elder Holland said, it takes a severe toll on our spirit. The words we listen to, the words we think of, the words we say, and the words we internalize all actually really do matter. In the beginning, quote, this is the scripture, in the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. That's found in John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. God made everything with just using his words. So the adversary knows that words are a powerful tool to create what we desire or subconsciously create what we don't desire in our lives and for others and uses words strategically against us to instill doubt in who we are and what we are capable of, which makes us feel all the negative things. So Clark and I remind each other a lot not to should ourselves. <laughs> but Rory Vaden in his book, Take the Stairs, has added another tool to help us see and recognize the adversary's tactic using the word should. He said we fall into a trap of being a should head. <laughs> he says, 
quote, most successful people and average people struggle with all types of choices and pivot points. It comes down to nothing more than a one degree change to our attitude. Things get difficult for all of us, but the people who turn back approach the endeavor with an attitude that is usually along the lines of, I'm not sure about this yet. I'm not sure this is the right job. I'm not sure they are the right person. I'm not sure I have the right skills. I'm not sure this is the right time. Because of that doubt, they plague themselves with the question, should I? Should I keep going? Should I try to make this work? Should I look at something else? Should I leave this position? Should I get a new job? They run around asking should, 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 should so much that they turn into what I like to call a should head, end quote, right? That is like perfect, like the best way to describe it. I have totally been a should head and I can see this more when he puts it in this way. He then says, quote, there will never be the perfect situation. Get us to where we need to get us to where we want to go. Let me read that one more time because it's really good, but I think I butchered it. There will never be the perfect situation to get us to where we need to get us to where we want to go. <laughs> I think I messed it up again. <laughs> okay, we're good. Let me read that one more time. Quote, there will never be the perfect situation to get us to where we need to get us to where we want to go. End quote. As I read this, I could see this is another one of the adversary's tactics. These specific fiery darts of discouragement or indecision creates doubt in us and keeps us feeling like we are stuck, like we aren't in control of our lives, although we are. During the Savior's earthly ministry, he was tested by Satan. From Matthew chapter 4, we learn Quote, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward unhungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. That's in Matthew chapter 4, verses 2 to 3. The adversary tempted the Savior by trying to make him doubt his divinity. He used the conditional phrase, If thou be the Son of God. But using the strength that comes from knowing the scriptures, the Lord rejected the temptation and said back to Satan, quote, It is written, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And that's in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. I love to learn how the Lord recognized and countered the adversary's temptation with scripture, right? There's so much power in scripture. So Brother Vaden then says, quote, we don't realize that by having the neutral attitude of, I'm not sure, we are continually giving up on ourselves. Ah, oh, yeah, that's not cool. Satan is convincing me to give up on myself. Snap. Now that you know what it will sound like, you don't need to fall for it anymore. And you know, we're not perfect and we're still learning. So, you know, we might fall for it sometimes, but now you know better. You can find hope in the Savior's declaration to look unto me in every thought, doubt not, fear not. And that's in Doctrine and Covenants, section six, verse 36. In the next episode, let's chat about the game, Spot It. Until then, stay strong, warrior.